The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. Hero first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. Those who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. Veterans who fought for our nation's freedom only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young children, catastrophically injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that has historically delivered sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Buck Brief. On this episode, we have our friend David Harsanyi joining. David is a senior editor at The Federalist. David, thanks for being here. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Um, just I wanted your your thoughts on what we've seen so far from the American media as it relates to the Israel-Hamas war. I mean, the New York Times obviously ran with that Hamas propaganda story about 500 killed. It was totally false. Have they started to pull back a little bit on the, you know, pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas stuff? What do you see happening? Um. I think they've pulled back in the sense in the sense of not being so obvious about it, but I think subtly, you know, it's worse, right? Um, the Gaza Ministry of Health is constantly being quoted. Their numbers are constantly being, you know, given, and they'll say, you know, 
they'll 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 preface it by saying that they're you know that this is the Gaza side of things, but they don't explain that this is the Hamas side of things. You know that they that they uh, that Hamas couldn't possibly know how many people died. You know within a, a few you know minutes of of a bomb exploding, but more than that, it's just the usual editorial paid stuff that I think is the worst. I mean, you know, just pro Hamas people on these staffs. It's very clear. Um, justifying murder, justifying and hiding, basically. And this happens in news stories as well. Hiding what these protesters are really about, how they have genocidal slogans, you know, how they are anti-Semitic, not anti-Israel, not critics of Israel, not critics of Palestine, pro-Hamas. And, uh, you know, it's pretty much radicalized me to, to where I just hope they all go out of business. I mean, I don't think there's any saving this industry they side with the most, you know, evil people. They, you know, set them on the same moral plane as people who defend their citizens. I don't think there's any anything worth saving when you have people doing that. And in terms of the, the demands for ceasefire, how, how do you assess like what what one thing that I'm always curious about is how long would that ceasefire, even if it were agreed to, how long would that last? And, and what's the difference between demanding an indefinite ceasefire after a massive terror sneak attack and saying they don't actually have a right to defend themselves? Like this is this is where I start to wonder if people are being honest at all in what they're even saying they want. No, I think that's right. Ceasefire means Hamas will get off, get away with it again and exist after this. I don't think any normal country, any moral country, any country any country that had an attack like this would have a moral imperative to destroy the people who did it. You know, it, you know, the Twin Towers fell. I know that we did a lot of things wrong after that, but no, the American people would have never have stood for an, a, a, a government that said, now we're not going to go after Al Qaeda. Let's have a ceasefire now. I mean, that is insane. And the Israeli government is an elected government. It now has a unity government left and right. And they want to dismantle this terror state that's right on their border. And uh, every civilian who dies there, it's a tragedy. But that tragedy is caused by Hamas initially because they were put into power by these people. But B, more, more importantly, because they, they put these people in the way of danger. And Israel does the best it can not to punish civilians. But it, proportionality doesn't mean you, that no civilian can die. People don't know what proportionality means. If we had a proportional fight here, Israel would go rape and kill children and women. But they don't. They're trying to dismantle the people who attack them, which is completely legitimate under international law and under the moral law that any normal civilized nation lives under. What, what do you think um, the end state should be here of this fight? I mean, what is victory in this conflict against Hamas? What does that look like in terms of what's left in Gaza, what's left of Hamas, etc.? Honestly, I don't think there's any really good victory here. It's, uh, it's an intractable problem caused by mistakes of the past, I think, that the Israelis have made and obviously that the Palestinians continue to make. Um, I don't think that removing Hamas will all of a sudden make the Palestinian people, uh, you know, open to having a, a Switzerland there or open to like, you know, being part of a peaceful pact with Israel. So I don't know where it leads and I don't think there's going to be any good victory Obviously, the Jordanians and the Egyptians don't want to help. They, do, you know, they don't want Palestinians in their country as refugees either. They have their own problems in Gaza. Hamas is is basically the Muslim Brotherhood, and in Jordan, there's a Palestinian majority because there's already a Palestinian state there, uh, ruled by a minority. 
So it's a really bad problem for Israel, and I'm not sure it can be fixed. I think it can be managed to some extent, but I don't know that there's a victory in the sense that, you know, you're going to have peace there. Come back in a second and talk about the U.S. Uh, Biden team response to this. But first, the team at MyPillow loves a great discovery. Their newest product introduction called the My Towels is just that. They're using a new cotton to make very soft, absorbent towels for your home and at a great price point, too. There are two brand lines of My Towels now available to you online. You can get a six-piece set of the soft, absorbent towels at a sale price of $29.98 with our names as the promo code. Or you can get the designer premium line for just $20 more. Whichever you choose, that's 50% in savings. They're so confident you'll find these towels a welcome part of your daily routine. You get a 60-day full money-back guarantee. Use them for two months and make sure you love them. Go online to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener special square. Check out the My Towel six-piece towel set and get 50% in savings. That's MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Use promo code BUCK. That's promo code B-U-C-K for the special and many more. There seems to be a little problem with the Democrat Party, uh, David. The kind of old line or old guard Democrats like Joe Biden and you know Pelosi and Schumer they're in general supportive of Israel, right? I mean, they still say, like, don't do war crimes and we're worried about Islamophobia. Like, they they hedge a little bit, but in general, they're supportive of Israel. But then you have, you know, the Rashida Tlaib wing and the squad and some of the far left of the Democrat Party who are straight up anti-Semites and are rooting for Hamas and all this. How does that, how does that play out now? I mean, you got a Democrat Party that it seems like it's going to have to figure out what it really stands for on this, or there could be some people that get primaried. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're in a tough spot. Biden, you know, he says all the right things and he supports Israel to some extent. I would call it Obama-level support, basically. You know, so he sends Jack Lew as ambassador, who was an Iran deal booster, who made, it's not a fault for what happened, but it's part of the problem, right? At least he bears some responsibility, people who, who passed the Iran deal, uh, pushed the Iran deal. And then on the other hand, so that makes like the AOC faction really angry and progressives really angry. Um, I mean, his rhetoric makes them angry, but his actions are probably making pro-Israel people angry in the Democratic Party as well. So I think he's going to I think this is a disaster for him. Uh, I think the party, when you look at it and divide it by age groups and generationally, it's heading in one direction. It's very clear what the trajectory is to me. I see it on college campuses. I see, you know, at Harvard, where you have the head of the uh, you know, uh, what is it, the law review out there, basically physically trying to intimidate Jewish kids. I see where that's all headed. I'm not, you know, you don't have to be a genius to see it. And that's the future of the Democratic Party, not not the old line people. It's obviously an age thing. So that's another thing. It's headed in a really bad direction. And obviously, maybe I'm being a little bit dramatic about it, but I see like these are the steps that head towards some kind of violence to me. Like, you know, I feel there's a threatening air about all these protests. If you're Jewish, I think you feel it. But if even if you're not, you should. There's a threatening air to it. And sooner or later, it gets to a point where, you know, you got to start worrying about violence. And in that, you know, I know that's not exactly what you asked me. But, you know, in general, I think things are headed in a bad direction for Democrats. Yeah. And it's I think it's a problem for them now. How much of of Israel, Palestine or Israel, Hamas, you know, this this conflict we're seeing right now in the U.S. left wing version of the discourse I mean, the people refer to it as anti-colonial a lot, but it seems to me that that this is viewed on American college campuses in particular as uh, a, a race war, effectively, and that you have white Israel versus brown 
Palestine. Do you, do you see that as well? I mean, is that it more so than even a religious conflict from what I can see, that they view this in, a, in racial terms first and foremost? No, you, you nailed it. That's what they, how they see it, which is so idiotic, I can't even explain to you. Anyone who's been to Israel knows that Sephardic Jews and many Jews who came from Arab places look just like Arabs. It's not a, there's no color. I like, it's like half the country. There are people, there are Jews from Africa who are Israeli citizens. It's not, you know, it's not about color. But it is about to them and how they view race, it is. So I think you're right. So when we see people like uh, Queers for Palestine, everyone's like, that's a joke. Go to Gaza, see what happens. They don't get it. It's They're an ally. They have the same enemies, Western civilization, America, Israel, the Constitution, freedom, how we see freedom. Those are their enemies. They're allies, the same way we had to ally with the Soviet Union to fight Nazis. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they don't want to live together. They just hate the same people. So they're allies. And they see it, you know, the whole intersectionality, the identitarian stuff, the decolonization stuff. It's all going to lead to anti-Semitic uh, posture. The, the, the whole anti-Zionism thing, which is just, an, you know, an euphemism for Jew, started in the Soviet Union. It was a Soviet way of being anti-Semitic. And these people have just picked it up. Angela Davis used to do this in the 70s. And now she's, you know, she was a fringe figure then. And now she's a hero of the left. She was uh, one of the, you know, she marched with the Women's March and BLM and all that. They love her. And they're all, all those groups I just mentioned have the same outlook on Jews. So yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely how they see it as a, as a, a racial war. And they see Jews as on the wrong side of that divide for sure. Come back in a second and and get into uh, David. Some of you know, I I wonder if this is going to change any political alignments. I'm kind of curious if you think that will actually happen. We'll get to that in a second. Those in the know call it the secret royalty program. It's an IRS loophole that allows for Americans to collect thousands of dollars or more in payouts every year. The publication Business Insider writes that this opportunity could provide, and I quote, enough money to live off of each year without having any other retirement plan. There are no age or income requirements. It's available to any adult in the U.S. There are no employment requirements. You can be working or retired. And the best part is you don't have to be an expert in this, but you should hurry. The deadline to collect the next payout is just a few months away. It only takes a few minutes to get started. Visit SecretRoyaltyProgram.com now. That's SecretRoyaltyProgram.com before that upcoming deadline. SecretRoyaltyProgram.com paid for by Wide Moat Research. So uh, a conversation that we've been having on the radio show, um, Clay and I have been having, um, David, is he, he's wondering aloud whether there will be, there, whether there's been a red pilling of the American Jewish community over this uh, in terms of the right is with them pretty just consistently, uniformly, Israel's right to defend itself, Israel should go after Hamas, Democrats are a little split. Do you think that will affect voting at all in 2024 or is this just is it is it still likely that democrats will get about 60 to 65 percent of the jewish vote in the uh, next election not sure i'm very skeptical that that's going to happen maybe on the margins i actually think the the arab vote and the pro- progressive anti-israel vote is probably more important for them in this that conversation actually though and this sounds horrible and i don't mean it to sound horrible but you know, Jews are still a big part of the, you know, the, the fundraising aspect of this and stuff like that. They're, Jews are important in the Democratic Party. So there's this, you know, fight between those two. But I mean, I'm skeptical it's going to change anything. I saw the dean of or the dean of uh, the Berkeley Law School said, oh, my God, you know, I can't believe this is happening. You know, there's anti-Semitism within the left, you know. 
Berkeley last year, they had a Jew free zone student, some students set up. They won't invite Zionists, you know, you know, wink, wink to, to, to appear at their events. I think 11 groups have banned them. So the idea that this is new to them or that they didn't see it coming, I'm pretty skeptical of that as well. So I think as soon as Donald Trump's back on the stage and says something they don't like, you know, religious Jews are different, I think, you know, or like even modern Orthodox Jews, I think might be a little bit different. And they're already split and vote Republican in some decent numbers. But when it comes to the reform Jew or, or, or even farther to the left, they've created a fake, I don't want to say that. All right. They've created a religious disposition that is basically completely in tune with socialistic ideas. They're not going to change just because of this. To them, abortion uh, you know, redistribution of wealth is much more important, more religiously important to them than the state of Israel. So to me, I, I don't see a huge change there, frankly. Do, do you think that this conflict is going to um, broaden beyond Israel and, and Hamas, or or do you think it's likely to stay pretty much within that sphere? You know, people are talking about Iran and, you know, the Houthis in Yemen firing off some missiles to make some noise, uh, U.S., personnel being attacked in Syria and Iraq by Shia militias, proxies of Iran. What, what's what's your take on where you see it going? I think there's some scaremongering here that there's going to be World War Three. It's like Russia is going to get into a fight, you know, with Israel and Hamas or even Iran, I don't think, or Syria. But um, I mean, there's a danger because if you're a country like Israel, Hamas did this. They killed a bunch of your citizens. They had logistical and financial assistance from another country. That is an act of war. That would be an act of war. If, if someone did that to us, that would be an act of war. And uh, I don't know how Israel can just keep sitting around and letting Iran and its proxies. I mean, you have Hezbollah on the northern border. They have real scary missiles, not, you know, homemade missiles. They can do some extreme damage. And they're constantly threatening and talking about eliminating the country. I don't know how long they can allow that to happen. And obviously, Iran wants nuclear weapons. Imagine if they had the, a nuke right now, how this looks like. It's a completely different and dangerous situa- situation. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but, you know, Iran has also killed 30 Amer- helped kill 30 Americans. Iran has also killed, I don't know if you remember this, but they killed like 600 soldiers in Iraq. Of course. That, you know, I, I was this. in yeah. Iraq when Iran was killing those soldiers by, right, putting, right, the, right. by putting the EFPs. Uh, on the side of the road to punch through our vehicles. They were just killing Americans. That's uh, Iran. They just viewed that as some strategic imperative to to kill and maim as many right. American soldiers as they can. So I'm not. I'm not yeah. So, no, no. I was going to yeah. say, which is why I was so supportive of when yeah. Trump when Trump decided uh, to turn um, the head of the uh, IRGC, you know, Soleimani, head of the IRGC Quds Force, into a into a dust cloud. I thought that was an an, an excellent move, actually. And uh, right. Trump so I'm not saying America should. Be, be in a war with I- Iran or anything like that. However, I don't know that America should want to sit by and allow this sort of thing to go on with its citizens either. And, you know, you know, everyone's wor- It's not like we want to drop boots on. It's not like we're do- on a nation building expedition to Iran. We're not going to do that. We are a, a true people underestimate how how powerful we are. And I'm not saying that we should be bullying people, but people who attack us should have to pay some kind of price. And I'm not a warmonger. I'm not a neocon. But I mean, I don't know how long that can go on either. And uh, so we'll see. So my answer to that question is I'm not sure, but I doubt, you know, we're on the cusp of World War Three or anything. I, like I, I kind of see the same way you do. I've been telling people this notion that Iran like Iran is just going to escalate. And then, I mean, we can do so much more damage to Iran in this escalation than they can do to us that it's they have to take that into account as as well. So, um, I mean, I mean, Israel has nukes. 
Right. You know, I mean, what was that? Too? And Israel yeah. has submarines in the Indian Ocean that can fire at Iran. Like, you know, I don't know if people realize that Israel has a conventional army that's pretty scary, you know, if it really wants it to be. And yeah. uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah, no, I I, I agree. Um, need some energy to get through your busy days? You need to get set up with Chalk's Male Vitality Stack. This set of supplements is specially designed to provide men with the all-natural ingredients that fuel your body so you have the energy and stamina to thrive through days like today. The leading ingredient in Chalk's Male Vitality Stack has been proven in studies to replenish diminished amounts of testosterone in a guy's body. That's crucial because testosterone is the natural hormone that provides fuel to give your body energy and focus. Most guys experience diminishing amounts of testosterone production as we get older, and most often, so gradually, you don't even notice the difference. You will notice the improvement with Chalk's Male Vitality Stack, though. In three months' time, studies show a 20% increase. You'll feel fantastic. Go online to Chalk.com. Use my name, Buck. Get 35% off any Chalk subscription for life when you do. That's Chalk with a Q, as in C-H-O-Q.com, Chalk.com. David, what are you writing about next uh, over at The Federalist? I just wrote a piece on Jack Lew, who was the ambassador, named the ambassador to Israel. He's a corrupt dude. He's uh, kind of an Obama leftover stooge, and he is a terrible person to send over there for us. Why'd they pick him? He said it. I mean, he, he's in and CNN. I, I saw had a piece saying it. I mean, he's there to inhibit Israel from doing what it needs to do in Gaza, you know, on, you know, using this. It's a blood libel, by the way, to keep telling Israel that they're, you know, he's th- making sure Israel is not com- going to commit, you know, acts against civilians and so on. Israel doesn't do that already any more than any other Western country. And uh, so I think they sent him there because they want Israel not to go into Gaza, basically. I think it's too late for that. David Arsani, everybody, look for his latest at thefederalist.com. David, my friend, always appreciate you joining. Thanks for being here. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was left paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers helps severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It has already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that has historically delivered sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.